Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Site School. This is the podcast that's meant to smarten up your site and help you learn, grow, and earn more from your website or blog. My name is Valerie, and I'm your host, and I am back with another case study update. So these are a little bit different than some of my other episodes. I kind of have three different kinds of episodes. There's ones where it's just me talking, that episode four about EAT is a great example. There's interviews with other experts. Episode two with Danielle Desir Corbett is a great example of that. And then there are episodes that are case studies where I dive deep into the data of one of my sites so you can track and understand how my sites are growing and performing to try and learn and apply those lessons to your own site. So in this episode, I'm talking about my site Space Tourism Guide, and I covered the origins of that site in episode one, where I talk about all the sites I focus on. And what I want to do today is just do an annual update. So Space Tourism Guide is officially five years old as of November 2022, and this episode has been published just after that. I only started site school in 2021, so I don't have years of data to go back through to report to you in this case study, but I do have my four-year report and then my five-year report, which has just been published. If you are a visual learner, you can head on to the show notes and see the link and click through to see charts and data and all of that. So just to give you a little bit of backup, the site was started in November of 2017. It was a partial spin out from a website that I had already been running, my travel blog. And it was just, I identified that there was really nobody covering space travel on Earth the way I wanted to cover it. And so I started a new site. Uh, last year, at the four year mark, there were 152 articles. As of this year, there are 188. So there are 36 new articles. And that's actually really good because this hasn't been a site that I have focused on quite as much as some of my other sites, the newer ones that I'm trying to grow a little bit faster. So the fact that we added almost one new article per week, or at least one every two weeks, was was pretty good, actually. The next important piece of data, the monthly page views in the month preceding my four-year report was 104,000. And this year it was 124,000. So actually saw about 20% growth year over year in the month leading into my report. Um, that's not quite the maximum traffic that it's ever gotten. It kind of oscillates a lot throughout the year. And then the numbers for Google are actually identical. 87.5% has come from Google both last year and this year. So I'm very solidly heavily reliant, almost 90% reliant on Google for traffic. The only other metric that I report here is my email subscribers, because that's something that I try and focus on for all of my sites. Email marketing is something where I'm trying to lead by example. I know that everyone knows it's important, but basically every blogger and website owner I know is not doing it well enough. So I try and include that in all of my case studies to show that it is a priority for me or that I'm working to make it more of a priority. Anyway, I actually had a decrease in the size of my list from the four year to the five year mark. I went from about 4,000 subscribers to about 3,400 subscribers. And that's because I clean out my list pretty regularly and I had just cleaned out my list in September of this year. So I haven't had a chance to sort of replenish my list with new subscribers. I also changed my email opt-in system in 2022 compared to the previous year. And I think that that dramatically affected my signup rate. So I just removed a bunch of people and didn't grow as fast as I have in the past. Okay, those are the facts and figures. I know it's a lot. If you wanna see a chart, I have a really cool chart on my most recent case study. So head on over to Site School. The link is in the show notes. Uh, shows kind of the site growth over time. So the main thing I wanna talk about in this case study update is what is going to happen with the site now that it has hit the five-year mark. As I mentioned, we've added 36 articles this year. And I say we because a lot of that has been done by my writer who I hired in the summer of 2021 to help me manage all these sites. And the reality is that that's a really nice number, but that's basically not any work on my part, which maybe that's what you're going for. But I started Space Tourism Guide because I was passionate about the topic. 
And if I'm not really writing on it and I'm not really excited about it, it kind of leaves me feeling a little bit lost of what to do. So the first thing I learned as I thought back on this past year is that it's okay to fall out of love with creative projects. That doesn't mean I'm going to walk away from a space tourism guide or that I don't think it's an exciting idea. It just means I need to manage my own expectations about my energy level and accordingly use my team, AKA my writer, to help keep the site growing even though I'm not as heavily committed to being hands-on in the project. That said, I'm very solid in my content strategy. I have done a ton of work to map out all the topics that I wanna cover in the next year, uh, which I don't normally do. I don't normally have a content plan that far out, but I've spent a lot of time in the last few weeks mapping out those topics and making sure I understand where we're going. And I'm confident that that is gonna help drive my site to well over the 150,000 page view mark by this time next year. And just for context, I typically see my traffic peak in the autumn for this site because uh, the Aurora Borealis is more active at this time of year, and there are a lot of astronomy events at this time of year. So it's typically my peak in like October and November each year. Uh, in terms of what's next for this site, it's interesting to think about what to do next when I'm basically saying I'm not going to be super involved, but it's still going to keep publishing content. So if you've ever followed any of my other sites, you know that I have what I call a rainmaker strategy. It means that about once a year, I sit down and look at all of my sites and I look at which categories of the site and which types of posts are performing the best and let's make more of them if we can. So this is a strategy that I learned several years ago with my main travel blog. And to give you the example, that year I wrote a couple blog posts called how to make the most of one day in a national park. And obviously you fill in the gap with different national parks. I think I wrote three of them that year and they were three of my top 10 posts by the end of the year. They just did really, really well. It was totally new type of content. So I just said, okay, well, I should just do more of that. And I added that into my strategy and it helped me grow out a national park silo within my site. So that's what I recommend doing with your own site. As we are approaching the end of the year, as I'm recording this, uh, 2023 is just around the corner. It's time to sit down and look at what you've done and decide what you're going to do next year. And making more rainmakers is the best way to grow your site. You don't just wanna create any new content or try and think of crazy ideas out of left field because there's almost always something you can do that iterates on the things that you have that are already working well. The other thing you can do is look at what you have that's working well, and if you can't do any more of that type of structure of article, look for related content that will help support that article. So, so for example, on Space Tourism Guide a few years ago, I had been doing really well with city stargazing guides like Dallas and Detroit and you know other D cities. And I decided, well, if that's doing well, why don't I create state level guides? And they're not exactly the same format, but they kind of target the same general audience and hopefully that will get me more readership and it absolutely has. So that's what I'm gonna keep doing with Space Tourism Guide. And as I said, I've already kind of mapped this out. So when I wrote my case study update, I already kind of knew, I, I know where I'm going, I know what we're doing, my writer's on board, we're all good. The other thing I want to focus on with Space Tourism Guide is actually building more of me into the brand. So this site is not, I mean, to be frank, about 50% of it has been written by me at this point, and that amount is going down. And many of my other sites have a lot more of me in them. If you read them, they sound like me, there's photos of me, etc. That's not the case with Space Tourism Guide, which is funny because I actually get a lot more work in this part of my career with me being an ambassador of the night sky and getting speaking opportunities and so on. So it's funny that there's not a lot of me on the site because there's a lot of me in the and all the other work I do related to space tourism. But I think that's become a bit of a liability because people don't really know who I am. So I'm going to be doing some work to get more me into the brand. That means being a little bit more heavy handed in my editing to make sure it actually sounds like me, it has more prescriptiveness of Valerie in it. But I think it also means looking at other areas where I can create a sense of me in my brand, like through email. So when I send emails, 
people don't even know who I am. They've probably never seen my face. Maybe they noticed me in my sidebar, but they might not have if they came through mobile. So having a video or photos of me stargazing and making it clear that there's a actual person who's passionate about the same thing that they are. I think that's gonna help the business in the long run because there's some things I've wanted to do that I just have struggled with. Selling copies of my book is one of them and selling tours, which is something I've been hoping to do for several years now and I just can't get enough interest in. I think that's because people don't know who they're gonna be traveling with. So if I can do a better job of putting me into STG, that might help me be able to sell more of the things that people would buy that are associated with me. Finally, there's always a big push on this site at the beginning of every new year to get everything updated. And this is something I didn't mean to do when I started the content strategy, but I now have about 40 posts that have to be updated every single year. They are things like my national park guides that need to be checked and updated, and then some buying guides for things like telescopes and binoculars that just have to be updated to be accurate to rank well in the new year. So. I have already scheduled all of those updates. They actually run all the way until March, so it's a pretty comprehensive project. But I wanted to include that in my case study update so that you can understand when you set goals, you don't have to get them done immediately. The idea is just to get the priorities that you have fit into your schedule in a reasonable amount of time. So I don't expect to have every single article updated to say 2023 on January 1st. That is just a really big ask for me and my team when we're working hard on multiple sites and multiple different projects even within this site. So I've just started slowly picking away at it. And if you're doing updates like this, I recommend checking out this plugin called Publish Press Revisions, I believe it's called. I'll put a link in the show notes. That's a really helpful tool for creating revisions that aren't live. So one thing I've always not liked about WordPress is that when you go to schedule an update, basically, if you open a post, you edit it, and you schedule the new publish date in the future, it I think it takes it offline. It like takes it off your site, unpublishes it, and then schedules it in the future, which I've never liked because I still want to keep getting traffic on the old content while waiting for the update. And so this plugin, Publish Press Revisions, allows you to create basically a duplicate copy, do all your edits, do all your updates, schedule it, and then on the day it's set to, to go live, it will replace the existing content. So I've been using that to schedule these updates. I've been picking away at them myself. And that means that I have a lot of posts already updated and already in the queue that I then don't have to worry about as the new year turns over and I have other creative projects I'm working on. I hope that's helpful if you're thinking about how do I get all this stuff updated? I can't do it all in one day. I don't have enough time. You can use plugins to help with that. And I know people are conscientious about not having too many plugins. So it's the end of the year, just do a good plugin audit. Make sure you're not using anything you don't need and then add the things you do need to help your strategy in the next year. Anyway. I'll wrap it up here. I hope this was helpful. I won't be providing another update on Space Tourism Guide until next year. So if you have any questions or you ever want an update, you can always join me in the Site School Facebook community. We also do some other exciting things over there and there are other site owners and bloggers that you can ask questions to and get feedback from. And if you've really enjoyed this episode or you've enjoyed other episodes, you can always subscribe, rate, and review. That helps a ton for this little podcast to grow and reach new people who need to know about these things or people who like me are really nosy about other people's sites and they just wanna hear about it. I, that's why I like sharing these. I love sharing these because I know other people like reading and hearing about data too. So I appreciate you taking the time to come learn from me. And I hope we can in the new year, help your site grow and help you earn more. See you soon.